Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of 5-Minute Discipleship. 5-Minute Discipleship aims to give you bite-sized chunks of discipleship that hopefully can bless you in Jesus. You know, as I was kind of contemplating with God and pursuing what we were going to do this week, um, one of the things that happened in my life, I don't know about you, maybe you can relate to this, but I know in my own life there's plenty of times where I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, that didn't go well. I didn't handle that well at all. I fail all the time, right? And one of those times happened this week with my family. I was not nearly, I was not bearing with them like I should have. I was not having patience. I was short-fused and I was irritated. And God did something in my heart and he convicted me of my own sin that I had, right? But in doing that, he brought me back to himself and in doing so, he changed what I was looking at. He, he changed what I was focusing on in my life. So what I wanted to do today, in today's discipleship, we are going to read one of the accounts of the Christmas story. And I love all of what God's word has to say about the birth of his promised son, Jesus. In this story today, what we're going to hear about with the Magi, and we're going to be looking at the Magi specifically, um, we're going to be talking about it, and I'm hoping that we're seeing it from a little bit of a different perspective. But this is what I want us to go in and consider when we're reading this story together. What was the focus of the Magi? Where were they looking? What were they pursuing in this story? We're also going to hear a little bit about um, some other people, um, namely King Herod. And we also know with King Herod that he was quite the opposite of what the Magi were doing. Um, and he was pursuing and seeking something else. But with our limited amount of time, we're really going to be focusing on the Magi in the story. So let's get into it. Um, if you would, go ahead and grab your Bible um, or online. We're going to be in Matthew 2. We're going to read the first six verses together. We'll do that right now. Matthew 2, 1 through 6. The Pilgrimage of the Magi. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the one who was born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had assembled all of the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he asked them where the Christ child was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet had written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. You know, when we read this account of Jesus' birth, we see that the Magi were wise men that came from the East. And there's a couple of things we really want to take note of in that story, right? A little bit of the background is that first, they weren't Jews. Okay. Also, this journey was long. And in those times, back in the time of Jesus, those long journeys, first off, would have cost a lot for them in their personal life, would have cost a lot for their families, but also was fraught with danger. 
cost so much where it could even cost them their lives. And what they were bringing was valuables to honor and worship the king. They would have to have even more cost to keep that protected, but their lives were on the line on this journey. This was not some simple, let me just jump in my car like we have now. There was a lot of cost involved to what they did. There's a lot that God's word has to say about what we focus on in life. I hope one of the things you're seeing in this story is the Magi is that they lifted their eyes heavenward, right? They were looking for the sign. First, they were pursuing God. They, I believe, even though the, the Bible doesn't give us a whole lot of this backstory, I believe that they had faith and it was their faith that had them pursue and seek after God. And when they saw the star, they were wise enough to know and discern that the star was out of place, that it shouldn't have been there. And they knew it was a sign, which is why they, when they came to King Herod, they say, where is this King of the Jews? And they were surprised that no one else had been looking for him, even in his own people. God says this about lifting your eyes. Let's go to Colossians 3, 1 and 2. He says this, Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, strive for the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And in verse 2, he says, set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. You know, one of the truths I hope you're seeing in this account and the story of the Magi, and one of the principles that God shows us in his word is that which we fix our eyes on, that which we behold, helps to shape our life. And you can see what happened with the Magi because they pursued the king. And the wonderful news is, even through all of the obstacles that they were facing, King Herod wanting to kill them, all of the Jews becoming disrupted and learning that this, this promise had come and how could they possibly miss it, the best part of the story is that they got to be in the presence of King Jesus, who is God and the promised son. I want to use this illustration for you um, as far as what we fix our eyes on in life and how it can shape our life. You know, I like to go on walks. I like to take my dog Aspen. She loves to go on walks. Every dog owner I know is like, dude, you got to take those dogs on a walk because, you know, they need to take up like two adult, two walks a day. She's a Weimaraner, so she loves to go on walks. And what I was noticing today when I took my dog for a walk, I'm, I'm a thinker, I like to think, but man, when I go on walks, I like to just stare at the ground, right? And I'm, I'm just deep in thought and I love to think, don't get me wrong, but God had me lift my eyes up, right? And when I lifted my eyes up on my walk, I was shown all the glory of his creation. I got to see the squirrel who was looking for his food and, and scurrying about. I got to look over and see the ducks in the pond. And I, one thing I love about the ducks is my wife's like telling me, hey, just like wolves, they mate for life. And I got to see a husband and a, and a, and a wife there with their kids, with their family, swimming in the pond, right? I got to see the sun reflecting off the pond and seeing all the glory and taking it all in. I got to see the sunlight dancing through the trees and the birds singing. Man, look at all that beauty I was missing when I was just staring down at the ground. I was missing out on all the beauty that was around me. So many times in our life, we can let distractions come in, 
right? Like even on my walk, when I was walking, the sunshine was coming down when I was walking back towards my house and I had to, you know, shade my eyes so I could still behold what was around me. So many times obstacles come up, right? I'm thinking about even like this Christmas season, how busy it can be, how distracting it can be, how like, like me and my own life, we fail and we sin. And all of those things can distract us and keep us for the reason for the season, which is the wonderful news that God sent his son to save you and to save me. What are you fixing your eyes on this Christmas season? What are you striving for? You know, the Magi, what they strive for and what they pursued was the king, the promised savior of the world. And what we see from this story, and it's something that God shows us all throughout his word, following Jesus is costly. It costs us something. It can be fraught with danger. Um, it can be very costly to our ourselves and to our lives. And the journey can be long. But one thing I also want you to see in this story is that you can trust God through it. I believe the Magi did have faith. And I believe it was the faith that brought them through the journey and all of the obstacles that we didn't even hear about and the ones we see here, how the king was going to kill them, how all of Jerusalem was in an uproar and, and was stirring and unsettled because of the news of how the prophecy, the prophecy had come to be fulfilled and if it had been fulfilled, right? All the journey and danger that it went, when it went through it, but it was their faith to believe and to see the sign and to trust it, right? Can you imagine all of the doubts that they would have went through? Can you imagine, are we really gonna spend all this money and go on this journey? So it took trust in God for them for the journey. It was costly to them. And the last thing I want to see, I want you to see and hear is that they were filled with joy at not only the presence of the star, but in the presence of the king. If we go on down to Matthew 2, 9 and 10, we read this. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star, this meaning the, the magi, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stood over a place where the child was. And here's, I don't want you to miss this. Verse 10, you got to hear this. When they saw the star they rejoiced with great delight. You know, in my own life, I know I failed plenty of times. And in, in my own life, seriously, with my family, God had convicted me of my sin with my family. He had convicted me of um, how I failed them in, in, in many ways in these lives. But he brought me back to himself. And when he did, my focus wasn't on me anymore. It wasn't me wallowing in my sin. It wasn't me being defeated. But he told me something. He was telling me I needed to first focus on him. And secondly, that I needed to pursue peace with my family. And then when I did that, oh, what joy he brought me. So my question to you is, this Christmas season, it's so easy for us to be distracted. It's so easy for all these things in the family and friends and in work all these different distractions to come in. Where is your focus this Christmas season? And can you have the joy and the peace and the love of the presence of King Jesus? Put your focus on him and let him fill you with joy, just like the Magi were 
when they saw the star. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for your word, Lord. We're so thankful for you sending your son in this season, Lord. The greatest gift we've ever, that mankind has ever received is you coming down to earth personally in your son Jesus and you giving to him to us as a gift of your wonderful grace, a gift that we don't deserve. Oh, Lord, how wonderful it is for us to focus on you, Lord. I pray that all those hearing this message can focus on you and their life, that they can lift their gaze to all of you and what you've taught us in your word, Lord, and that through that they can behold your glory, be called to your purpose, and be filled with your joy in their life this Christmas season. Help us to do that, Lord. Help us to pursue you to strive for you and to set our minds on you, Lord, and not the things of this world as we often do. I ask this in the mighty name of our one and only Savior, Jesus Christ, to the praise of your glory. And all God's people said, amen. We look forward to seeing you on the next 5-Minute Discipleship. Merry Christmas.